how do we stir up the gift of God? I think we do it by remembering those things God has done for us, those things God has spoken to us by his Spirit. I think we stir up the gift of God by reading the Bible, by renewing our mind to the Word of God. I've always thought it was sort of like getting a blood transfusion when you need a blood transfusion. Every time I felt a little drained spiritually and I just sat down and started reading the Bible, it was like I was getting a blood transfusion. Paul was trying to encourage Timothy to do the work of God. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, Paul said to Timothy, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Be not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Be thou partaker of the afflictions. When you're with a person and the subject of being homosexual or lesbian comes up, what do you do? Do you avoid the question? Do you avoid the issue? It takes courage to speak the word of God. When the door opens, we have to speak. And we have to speak quickly, and it's an instant thing, because we don't know that door is going to open. So it's an instant speaking. The Apostle Paul, also in speaking to Timothy, told him to be instant, to speak as the subject arose. For he said, the time will come, they will not put up with sound doctrine, but they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they will turn away their hearing from the truth, from the gospel, and be turned unto fables. So you have to speak, so to speak, while the iron is hot. I never plan out anything that I'm going to speak when I speak to other people. I try to speak that which is called to my attention by the Holy Spirit, for that will do the work of God when we follow God by speaking that which he brings to our attention. I'm very relaxed when I'm around other people. I don't ever try to do anything. 
But when the door opens, and if God wants it to open, it will open. When the door to the conversation opens for the subject, that's when I speak. For example, my cousin and her two adult-age sons were visiting with me, and we were having dinner, and the door opened. They began talking about Alan's girlfriend, his new girlfriend, who is a divorced woman. And I said, according to the Bible, if a man marries a divorced woman, he commits adultery. Matthew 5.32 Therefore, I caution you about dating a divorced woman, for you might end up marrying her and commit adultery. No more was said about it. He went away. A few weeks later, he married the woman, committing adultery, because that's what the Bible says will happen. Whosoever marrieth her that is divorced, committeth adultery, says Jesus in Matthew 5, 32. But I warned him, and therefore his blood is not on my hand. He was married to her maybe a year, and then they divorced. They may withdraw from you after you speak the truth. But if the unbeliever depart, let him depart. We simply say, according to the Bible, this is what Jesus said. This is what God said. Paul, speaking to Timothy again, said, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the, the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher, says Paul, and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I know who it is that taught me these things. I know who it is that I believe. It's not man, it's God. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Continually renewing your mind by reading the Bible and continually reading those subjects that come up 
where they say one thing and you know the Bible says another. Go back to the Bible and read it, uprooting the speaking of this world and setting your mind according to what God says in the Bible. So Paul said to Timothy, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. One thing the Holy Spirit does is to remind us of everything Jesus has said. So when we are reminded, when it comes to our mind, a scripture or some concept spoken to us by God, hold fast to that, keeping ourselves by the Holy Spirit, by that which is brought to our mind. Focusing on that word. The Apostle Peter also spoke about stirring up our minds. Second Peter chapter 3. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Stir up your mind by remembrance of the things spoken in the Bible. For every word is given by inspiration of God. Every word, every scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable to us so that we can correct our way so that we can, repro- we can prove again our doctrine, holding fast to that which we read in the New Testament Bible. For the Apostle Paul says in Second Timothy 3, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And Jesus said in the end time, Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. That's in Matthew 24. The evil gets worse as we approach the time when Jesus is going to return. The wrath of God, the great tribulation, comes because of the evil that's on this earth. And some will be swept away because of the iniquity around them. But they who endure to the end in the faith in God shall be saved. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.